Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I'm extremely excited for 2020. I hope you are as well. I've been in the listening um, and wanted to take some time to talk about one of the questions I get asked the most, which is how to effectively reach out to those you're interested in connecting with, uh, whether it be someone influential, whether it be a potential uh, business partner or clients, or uh, even uh, someone with a high profile like a celebrity. Um, For whatever reason, this is a question I get asked a fair amount, likely because of uh, Global Citizen, where we we work with some of the biggest musical artists um, on the planet, as well as... um, have had the good fortune of hosting some some incredible thought leaders with Peak Mind, uh, from the Dalai Lama to uh, Deepak Chopra, etc. And I wanted to share these insights in a way that hopefully could be of value to you as you build your businesses, build your podcast, whatever it is that you're up to. Um, every one of us uh, needs high quality relationships. You know the Harvard study and I've referenced it before on previous podcasts, Uh, the longest longitudinal study of its kind actually stated that the greatest corollary to our long-term health and happiness is the quality of our long-term relationships. And so really thinking about mindfully as we approach this new year, cultivating an incredible group of people, whether that be your close circle and friends, how to maintain those relationships, or whether it be reaching out to those who you aspire to um, maybe mentor you or um, be of service in some way based on what you're building. I want to give some thoughts and insights into my process. The first thing I'll say is that I believe the, the concept of networking as we know it is dead. I think that's you know, networking people approach in a very transactional way. The email I, I kind of dread the most is, uh, can I pick your brain? Oftentimes, even with earnest interest, it is uh, hard to reply to because, one, I don't actually know what someone's agenda is. I don't know the necessarily the context of why they want to pick my brain. And secondly, it's not framed necessarily around any value propositions. So, One of the things that I think is really valuable is to think about what's of value to the person you are reaching out to and to lead first ideally with a value proposition and not with an ask. I think one of the core principles you want to lead with is how can I add value to you and doing so in a way that's both brief and highly compelling is one of my greatest secrets. So I'll give a very clear and cogent example. Um, recently, I was sitting down at a friend's restaurant, and spontaneously, uh, Woody Harrelson and Owen Wilson came and sat down next to us. And I had a nice chat with uh, Woody Harrelson, and I was interested in getting his contact. I didn't particularly have an agenda around it. I was just like, hmm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Woody's, and uh, what, what would it be like to, to reach out and ask him for his contact? Well, the way I went about it that actually led to him giving me his contact was saying, are you a fan of wolves? And that's a very random uh, proposition. And he said, yeah, why? And I said, well, I have a dear friend who uh, has something called the Wolf Connection, and it's a sanctuary for 35 rescued wolves. 
would you be interested in going? I'd be happy to connect you. And he said, yeah, I'd love to take my daughter. And so long story short, he gave me his contact and I connected him to a friend of mine who was a founder uh, of the Wolf Connection. And I was heading out of town, um, but I just said, hey, you know, you guys should connect. Now the beauty of that is I've never reached out to Woody since, but I would feel comfortable doing so because now I've created a context where hopefully I've created something memorable, um, something that's associated with a feeling in his mind. I think one of the things you often want to evoke is a shared experience or a feeling. And when you're writing or reaching out through um, various forms of communication, I'm a big fan of handwritten notes and also voice notes. Because I think in this day and age, people are, are deluged with email. And so oftentimes, it's the only way you can reach someone. But thinking through where they're likely reached the least, whether that be, you know, getting a LinkedIn premium account or, you know, DMing potentially on Instagram in a creative way, I think it's imperative to think through what's of value to them and how can you stand out with unique experiences that are hopefully something that they will take notice of. You know, keeping in mind that most people only read things uh, for the first three seconds, you, you know, your headline or the way you approach it needs to be unique and ideally of value to them in a way that will add value. Now, this, this technique, if you will, has been hugely valuable for me and yielded results way beyond uh, what I would ever have thought about. So, you know, another example is with this Wolf Sanctuary, I wound up connecting uh, with Moby, who's deeply interested in animal welfare. And he subsequently invited me into a men's group uh, at his restaurant, where I've now been connected with folks like Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Tony Canal from No Doubt. And these incredible gentlemen that I otherwise wouldn't have had an opportunity to connect with. And that came from me connecting someone to something that they deeply value without any expectation of a return, uh, but with, you know, an orientation towards relationship building. So I think, you know, a couple key pr principles here. One is when you reach out, ideally find the way in which you can reach out that is unsuspected or has the least traffic. Voice notes, I think, are great because if you have someone's phone number, they often receive texts or they'll receive calls. But many people don't love voicemails or don't check them that frequently, at least in my experience. Um, or if they do check them, it's often, you know, conflated with other people that are bill collectors or, you know, other forms of transactional interest. And so in their mind, they associate email and voicemail with, um, with, with bills or with, you know, business. And in my experience, sending a voice note with a warm tone, again, saying, you know, hey, I was just thinking of you. Uh, I hope you're well. I just sent about five voice notes today, and I said, you know, to these a variety of people, one of my friends just got invited to speak on stage with Oprah across her tour. I just sent him a random note, and I said, hey, you know, Jesse, hope you're doing well. We haven't talked for a minute, but congratulations. I'm so glad to hear that your message is being carried out, and what an honor to share the stage with Oprah. Um, sending you nothing but love and warm regards, and, and that was it. 
Uh, I will often say if it's someone that I have less of a relationship with, but that's influential, something like, you know, no pressure or, you know, no need to reply. And that just takes the, the, the expectation or the onus of feeling any sorts of burden out of the exchange, out of the interaction. And I found it to be very, uh, helpful because oftentimes if people feel that there's no expectation of a reply, they feel more that it was just a deposit rather than a withdrawal. Um, so I think that's a really helpful analogy as you think through when you're, you're reaching out to folks and building relationships. How can I make as many deposits as possible? And then even when there is a cogent ask, so say, for example, there's someone, you know, in my, in my case, you know, I'm oftentimes reaching out to have people on the podcast um, or, you know, if you have someone, for example, you're doing a sales call with or someone that you want to enroll in some aspect of your vision, how do you go about that? Well, for me, the way that I approach it is, first of all, I think through how that introduction is going to be received. And, you know, most poignantly, if you have a friend that has already an emotional resonance with that person, I think the best possible way is to receive an introduction from that person, ideally a double opt-in introduction so they know it's coming. But where there's a, a context of introduction from someone they know and trust, oftentimes that introduction will be more well-received. So in the absence of that, what I like to do is think about something that I know is aligned to their interest. Again, in the case of Moby, it was animal welfare and this wolf sanctuary. Um, if it's it's someone else, let's let's just say randomly you wanted to reach out to the Rock. Um, I have not done so, and I'm just making this up off the top of my head. But you know, I would look at his social media. I would look at the folks that he follows. Is there anyone that he follows that is connected to my world? Um, would they be able to make an introduction? And or is there an experience that I could refer to in a cold reach out that may you know, somehow um, stimulate his uh, a feeling or a sense of wonder? If it's not a person, perhaps it's a shared interest. So with The Rock, I follow his account, uh, as do 160 million plus people. Um, but I know he's deeply interested, for example, in, in the veterans. And so uh, for me, if I were to think about someone like The Rock, and I only had a, a cold intro, probably I would reach out with something that I knew that resonated with his interest. So right now I know he's building his tequila brand. I know that he's promoting these huge films. Given this, the context and scale at which he's distributing, I'm, I'm likely not on the radar in terms of saying, hey, you know, you know, my podcast could help you sell tickets for Jumanji. So I probably wouldn't reach out uh, in that regard. But I would say something like, uh, you know, my father is a veteran, my grandfather's a veteran. Um, if I were, for example, doing a campaign around supporting veterans or something that's aligned to either their altruistic or self-interest, I would likely approach from that point of view, something like, you know, hey, we share this person in common, or I have a deep passion for this cause because of X, Y, Z, and then give a bit of context into who you are, you know, what you've done, what you're up to in the world. Again, brief. You want the whole exchange or interaction to take the other person less than 60 seconds, I would say. 
And then I, you know, there's there's a variety of different ways to break this down if you're doing it in writing. Tim Ferriss actually has a great email uh, template, which I can go through actually, um, if it's helpful. But ostensibly, what you want to do is articulate where you why you're reaching out in a way that's non um, not non burdensome. You know who you are, and then basically ideally lead with a give, not an ask. If you are going to make an ask, regardless, I would say something like at the end, you know, no. Pre- I know you're super busy, no pressure at all to respond, only if it's of value to you. Those are two things that I often say in a message. I'll say, you know, uh, I'm reaching out, you know, for example, with my podcast, um, I, you know, again, I don't feel like I'm at the scale to reach out to The Rock, but if I'm reaching out to someone that I think is potentially a stretch, I would likely say something like, "Hey, you know, I, I have this. I have a podcast. We have a we have a good listenership. I have a nice size list. I've had folks like, and then you know, use the the the, the folks that you think they may have the most resonance with, or or maybe that that qualify you as having." the kind of show that would be of interest to them. You know, if you have a niche show, for example, um, you know, mentioning other folks that are in that niche or the niche that they want to be in, something that would be helpful to them. And if it's a value to you, I oftentimes will reach out when I think someone is up to promoting something. So if someone has a book release, for example, I, this was a serendipitous connection. I got connected to Ryan Holiday because he was looking um, through a fr- actually a friend of his was, was looking for podcasts to have him go on. But um, you know, I am a huge fan of his work. Obstacle is the way is one of my favorite books, and. You know, luckily I was connected to him, but I could easily say, you know, who is Ryan Holiday connected to? I'd look on his Instagram, see our our points of mutual connection, and there are several, and likely say something like, hey, Ryan, I know you're about to publish a new book. I've been a huge fan of your work for some time. Obstacle is the Way was profoundly helpful for me through a very challenging time with my father and his dementia. And really seeing that obstacle as an opportunity for p- deep personal reflection and growth. So I just want to say, you know, a heartfelt thank you for your work. It's been profoundly meaningful to me. And I noticed that you're up to uh, launching your next book. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it, and ho- hopefully it will be a New York Times bestseller. Um, if there's any way I can be of service through uh, promoting it through my list or on the podcast, I'd be happy to do so. I know you're busy and uh, likely up to a huge book tour, so zero pressure whatsoever. But uh, if it's of interest, just let me know. Happy to send more details. Something like that. Um, that's kind of how I approach reaching out to folks that could be of value to me. So again, it's it's thinking about finding uh, signal in the noise. So not going through email, ideally, if you can avoid it. If you do go through email, I highly recommend uh, you read uh, Tim Ferriss, uh, which I can link through in the show notes. But he breaks down uh, a couple core principles. If you do do email, um, you know the principles he articulates, which which I'll share with you, is is basically, um, you know, first off, start by saying I'll keep this brief. Um, secondly, articulate you know why you're reaching out in a way that doesn't uh, feel uh, an encumbrance or a burden to the other person in any way, shape, or form. 
and say something at the end like, hey, um, it would mean the world to me if you reach back. However, there's no expectation. I know you're busy. Zero pressure to respond. Uh, wishing you well. So instead of looking forward to hearing from you, uh, et cetera, it's, it's really an articulation of, you know, I very much, you know, would lo- it would make my day if you, if you decided to reply, but zero pressure. So that's, that's kind of the approach. Regardless if you go with email, I highly recommend if you do have their contact number that you do something like voice notes or a video note is also big. My friend Mark Shapiro, um, part of the way he maintains relationships is he'll send a personalized video note on people's birthdays or important days in their lives. I think that's an incredible way to keep relationships going. I also have been connected by video note uh, by master connector Joe Polish, um, and I think that it's a profound way to, you know, to maintain a, a connection. Um, others I've talked to, like Elliot Biznow, founder of Summit, he actually uses FaceTime now, um, or we use a FaceTime equivalent on either WhatsApp or Instagram. And I think that's a great way. I think if you can add face to voice, it a- adds even more opportunity for resonance. But ostensibly, in principle, you want to find a way in which you can create um, signal in the noise and then create a unique and intriguing value proposition. In my exa- in my case, the example would be something like the Wolf Sanctuary. You know, if, if you're in a town where you don't have something like that, there's still ways to offer very dy- dynamic and unique experiences. One of the reasons I, for example, will host um, dinner parties uh, on a monthly or bi-monthly basis is they're often something I can just, if I'm meeting someone out, say, hey, I, I host in a, you know, uh, a dinner parties frequently. If you're interested, I like to bring uh, intriguing people together, influencers from different industries uh, to break bread um, on me. And uh, I'd love to invite you sometime if you're interested. So that's something anyone can do. Um, it doesn't even have to be something, for example, that you pay for. My dear friend Craig Clements, um, when he was starting out, would actually have a, a Monday night dinner where he'd have Thai food and everyone would chip in and they'd do a bit of a, uh, a collective dinner party. But I think also having something wherein you can invite someone to, to something you're hosting is another really creative way to forge opportunities. Again, it's another interesting way to reach out and say, hey, you know, I host these, uh, you know, semi-regular dinner parties. And the beauty of that is you, you can say, I'm having one on just making this up Tuesday nights. If you can't make it, happy to reach out down the road. Now, what that does is it's putting something in their ear. It's an opportunity. There's no expectation, but it's also not closing the door so that if they don't respond, you don't have the agency to reach out again. So the way in which you frame something is super important and, you know, sort of acknowledging that you may reach out again just sows the seed. And also you're sowing a seed saying, hey, I'm reaching out. And by the way, I'm reaching out to add value to you if you see it as valuable. Um, and if you don't, no worries. So what you want to do is you want to be um, you want to be in no way a burden, and you want to be a deposit, not a withdrawal in their in their bank account, so to speak, their relational bank account. If at some point you do have an ask, 
So for example, I know many authors uh, who, you know, when they write a book, it's the time in which they, I, I don't love the term, but they sort of look to um, make withdrawals on their social capital, their relationships, because they're looking to promote something they've put their heart and soul into. That's a condition in which you're making an ask or a withdrawal. I think doing so in a way where you've already made multiple deposits and you're not just reaching out to that person that you haven't spoken to for years to make an ask around it um, is a way to uh, greater ensure your potential success. Now, not all of us have a deep CRM and are reaching out to people consistently, so the question may be, well, what if you're reaching out cold to someone you've never spoken to before or reaching back out to someone you haven't spoken to for a while around something that you have an ask around? Well, in that case, if you are definitively making a withdrawal, I would say do it in a way which ideally is aligned to something that is attuned to their interest. So um, an example of this might be I like to use causes, for example. Um, that's just my background with Global Citizen. You know, we were about um, ending extreme poverty. And so for those who already have a charity, for example, or something that's aligned to a cause that I care about, I think there's a way in which if there's an ask that's associated with something bigger than yourself – then that ask um, is a softer ask because it may be very well aligned with someone's interest. So an example, again, making this up off the top of my head, but if I were to uh, reach out to someone like a Moby that I didn't, and I didn't know Moby or I didn't have any connection to him, I might say something like, knowing that he's deeply passionate about animal welfare, um, you know, hey, Moby, I am reaching out because I see you're super passionate about um, animals. Um, it's a passion I share for X, Y, Z reasons. And then, and then basically just say, you know, I, I know you're super busy. This may or may not be of interest, but I've got a book coming out or, you know, I've got this music benefit or I've got whatever I've got coming up. And I thought of you because of X, Y, Z. And make it personal. People respond way better when it shows you put your heart and soul into doing research about who they are and what they care about. So oftentimes I get people that reach out that demonstrate that they've done no research about who I am or what I care about, but are simply articulating what they're interested in and what they want. And if you instead approach it from someone else's interest and then frame it in the context of what you're up to and potentially your ask. We, we did this, for example, a ton with Global Citizen. You know, we had to build a vision from scratch. We didn't, when we started, have any credibility and we were asking major A-list artists to perform on stage. That was made way easier by both building from the bottom up and the top down in getting other artists that helped build our credibility, other organizations that helped build our credibility, and then making asks to artists who we knew had an alignment. Uh, so, for example, you know, this is not widely known, but Neil Young had polio when he was a kid. And we were uh, working on a big polio campaign, had worked on a big polio campaign, eradication campaign. 
And so that's something that's unique that demonstrates research that's also deeply personal. So find wherever you can aspects that are deeply personal to the person you're reaching out to, um, and deeply personal, not in like a highly sensitive way, but but deeply personal in a way where you hopefully have a shared point of reference, something that's ideally of value to them, and then find a way to reach out ideally where you have more signal than noise. Um, Oftentimes, we can't do that if we don't have a connection. Uh, It's a cold reach out, but you know, um, by building momentum um, with people who are, for lack of a better term, you know, more your peers and starting to get um, momentum and credibility with folks that are within your sphere of influence um, and starting to build that sphere of influence through your momentum, then uh, in the Stephen Covey sense, you can build out that sphere wider and wider so that those that are maybe outside of your sphere of influence um, can see that you're credible, that you are, that you do that you you do what you say you are going to do, and if you find something that's aligned to their interest, whether it be the, something that they're promoting in their self-interest or something they care about altruistically, something that resonates with their hearts, you know, in the case of the Rock, some something like the Veterans, or in the case of someone like a Moby, um, animals and sharing a personal anecdote or story of why you share that interest and or if you're building a campaign or an event or have something upcoming that you can invite them to to participate in first as as your guest, even a dinner party, something simple. That I find to be a really effective way to lead with deposits, to lead by adding value. And so uh, I'm happy to talk about this more if it's uh, of service to you. I just wanted, with this mind key, it's a question I'm getting a lot uh, of, uh, to share some of my uh, principles and techniques and strategies around outreach and how you can approach outreach in a really effective way. Again, I'll link below in the show notes to the Tim Ferriss article that I think is super helpful in terms of tactics as it relates to uh, cold emails. Um, And uh, I hope you found this valuable. If you do, please go ahead and share it with anyone you think would find value in the episode. You can screen grab it. Um, you know, you can tag me at Michael Trainer on Instagram. I share out any questions or insights frequently. I love engaging with this community. If you did find value, please go ahead and leave uh, a review on iTunes. It means the world to me. And uh, if you have any feedback around how we can make the show better and or guests you'd love to have on or topics you'd love covered, again, hit me up at Michael Trainer on Instagram, uh, Twitter, etc. And with that, I wish you guys nothing but the best of 2020. Here's to an epic year ahead. I'm going to go hard on this podcast in terms of bringing the people the principles, the issues that I think you will find most valuable. So with that, uh, here's to an epic 2020 for us all. Please go out there and live your inspired life.